you're going to get some great people. Oh my goodness, we've we've got some great people in the studio right now. I've been waiting on this for a long time. It's been a long time coming, and I'm going to start off like this. I got to say thank you so much to well, she is a student here, by the way, but a good friend. She is Manisha Holiday of the Holiday Firm for setting all of this up today because it ain't no holiday without the Holiday Firm. It's always a holiday. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we do. And I like how she's just getting this on video right now. But I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Yeah, she's off camera. But anyway. But listen. So, first of all, we got a great interview coming up for you this morning. And I got to tell you, these are phenomenal people at the table who have been in this industry for the longest. There's a lot of experience here. Let's start with the one and the only Glenn Jackson, fashion stylist, motivational speaker, visionary creator. When I say write the vision and make it plain, he does it every single year. Every single year and does not stop. And trust me, you've seen everything all over social media, all of that. He was doing this before social media. You know what I'm saying? Now, when I'm talking about experience, I'm talking about experience. So that means when you show up for Glenn Jackson, you better come correct. All the way correct. Ain't no half step in. That's what we do. We are talking about a phenomenal event this weekend, One Enchanted Evening, The Untold Story. But that story is going to be transparently told this weekend, February 25th. So you definitely want to make sure that you are in the building. And the building ain't far away. Well, at least from where we stand, it ain't that far away. But for the rest of you, fly in, push, pull, drag yourself in. I don't care what you got to do. Get there because they are honoring multiple Grammy Award winner Killer Mike, one of my favorites, a man of the community, honoring. So, listen, I'm not even going to go into it. He really needs no introduction, but because we're the Morning Machine, we do it anyway. I want to welcome to the Morning Machine, honored and privileged to have him on with us today, the Glenn Jackson. Good morning to you. How you doing, <laughs> King? I'm I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I'm I'm great this morning. It is a great and amazing morning. As well it should be because you have been really doing this for so like eons. A lot of people would say eons, but that it's, goes It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> no, no, but it's it's not bad. It's actually good because there are a lot that are mirroring in your footsteps right now that aspire to be in your position right now so obviously it's not bad yeah it's really good well thank you and thank what's you. really good is how you have built things from the ground up so with that i like to do this with every guest i take it back to the old school i take it to union square let us go back to the light bulb moment that said, this industry is where I want to be. This industry is me, and this is where I want to be. Well, uh, for me, it would have taken me back to Washington, D.C. at the Sphinx nightclub. Uh -huh. uh, I was just invited to go to a show, 
And at that show, uh, I just was going to, to the show. And mm -hmm. the salon was called Erotica, and they were performing that night. Mm -hmm. And apparently the host did not show up. And at that time, I was in the Navy. I was on active duty. Okay. And I was there, and, and the girl was losing her mind, and she was like, the host isn't coming. My show is ruined. My show is ruined. I'm not going to be able to do this. The MC is not here. She's going crazy. I say, well, I'm just here. I don't know what a host do, but if you tell me, I'll do it. <laughs> right. She's like, like uh, can you utilize She said, they host. They talk. They talk. I say, talk about what? She said, the show. <laughs> I say, what am I going to do just to talk? I said, okay, I'll do it. She said, what? I said, yes, I'll do it. So the show started, and it was Madonna uh, Erotica, and the girls got naked. Yeah. They were like in swimsuits and thongs. <laughs> yeah, and all and of that. I, at that time, had a top secret clearance. I was like, y'all about to get me fired. What the hell are y'all doing? <laughs> hey, hey uh, by, the, by the way, just be, before, before we go forward... It's a morning show. Please keep it clean. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, you know. It, 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 so it was, You're about to make me nervous, Glenn. I don't know. You ain't, you ain't, I mean, they got naked. So, but uh, I was like, I got a top secret clearance here. So I went and hosted the show. And when they came off stage, uh, everybody was like, oh, my God, man, you killed it. I was like, I don't know what I killed because I don't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> but uh, I started hosting the show. And then people started asking me to host and yeah. I didn't know what that was mm -hmm. and I remember I got my first hosting gig mm -hmm. and I was at the New Carrollton Hotel in New Carrollton Maryland yeah yeah mm -hmm. and it must have been about 50 people in there and um I remember getting the gig because I remember going out the front door and I remember calling my mother on the phone and, and telling her ma I'm hosting a show and it's about a thousand people up in here. Mm. <laughs> One but fifty. But in my mind, it was like a thousand people. Absolutely. And um the the guy paid me by folding the money into like four sections to give me a fifty dollar bill, and I thought I was rich. I would have never imagined uh thirty years later I would be here uh commanding and I the kind of money to host shows. I just never would even Imagine that. And when I put a perspective on how long I've been doing this business, mm -hmm. uh, it's even shocking to me because I started promoting the show business all the way back to the black and white Xerox copier days. Wait, so, hold, on, hold on, time, time out. For, for, for the millennials who don't know, the black and white Xerox copier is one of history that if you've been doing this, you know how to do this from all facets. It wasn't all that internet. It was, it was just, you had to have the copy machine. The copy machine was the way to go at that particular point. You even went to the library to do that if you didn't have it working exactly. in your home. Because yep. everybody didn't have a copier machine. Correct. And at that point, I was working for the government. Mm -hmm. And I was a security guard. Mm -hmm. I was in the Navy, but I was like, Otis, the security guard. <laughs> so at night, I'm still running a business, so I can go to the big Xerox copier room and copy the flyers. So I would copy the flyers, and everything was going extremely well. I would copy maybe 2,000 flyers at, at night at the Xerox room because, hey, everybody's gone. Right. But this one night... Mm -hmm. 
the copying machine jammed with the flyers in it. And it was pandemonium because I knew that if they came in there to service this copier machine mm -hmm. and found my flyer in there, I was getting fired. I knew this. Yeah. So yeah. I'm pulling trays and drawers and drums. I became a copier tech. Mm. And it was so funny. Uh, the shows just started to kind of evolve. Mm -hmm. And I would remember taking these black and white Xerox copies mm -hmm. and I would go to the military base because we started the show in Bowling Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. And I would get to the base at 9 o'clock at night and I would not leave until like 4 a.m. in the morning. Now, this is a military base. Yeah. But when they wake up in the morning... Everywhere there is a space on base, got a flyer. Mm. So the colonel was like going crazy. Like, who put these doggone flyers all over the base? You know, but it was the way I ended up marketing. And that was before there was the creation of the flyer. Mm -hmm. That was before there was, you want to be in the show? I was like, page me. Mm. Okay, I'm a page. They don't even, most people don't even know what the pager is. So by the time the cell phone came along, at that time, there still wasn't this progression mm -hmm. of social media or passing pictures. It was a different way of marketing. And I almost did almost every single thing you could think of in mm -hmm. marketing. Books, brochures, ads, newspaper ads, insertions. We did press, we did press junkets. We had to make ourselves great even if we were not good at what we were doing mm. we, because we didn't have the budget to have all the auxiliary people like now where we have the holiday firm doing media and PR. We right. were the PR. And mm. so uh, that kind of evolved. And then the hair show started taking flight. And when they started taking flight, it was just an opportunity to bring beauty professionals together and celebrate excellence in the black hair industry. And mm -hmm. so this was in D.C. It was everybody's big coming out. Right. To see all of these black people show up time and, and time yeah. again, mm -hmm. you know, with their fur coats and their big cars. <laughs> I mean, it was like a scene from coming to America. And I got always got so excited about it. Um, but then the show really became popular. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it became a staple. Yes. And at this point, thousands and thousands and now thousands. Now it really is thousands and thousands. Of people are coming. Mm -hmm. And when you go to a show and you look out in the audience and there's 5,000 people yeah. out there that have bought a ticket, there is so much money mm -hmm. being generated the night of the show, could you could make $100,000. Right. It had become so exciting. But then, of course, things started to take a very drastic change. Mm -hmm. And it started to change far quicker than it started to grow. Um, I always tell people, don't be envious of me. Because envy turned into jealousy. Jealousy turns into hate. And it is a domino effect because people then thought, because the show was so big, I was rich. I was far from rich. Mm -hmm. I was driving around in a car with no heat, you know. Mm. I was driving around in a car with a trash bag over the window because I couldn't afford to buy 
the window to fix the car. Hmm. But I was calling it a sacrifice because it was my own business. So almost every single dime I made, I put directly back into the business, which has been historic in the whole 30 years I've ever done this. Most of the people that work with mm-hmm. me make four more much more money than I do. They right. just think that I do. But they make far more money than me because they can be more self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. I sometimes, my mother used to always get on me and she used to always say, Glenn, you give these people everything. Aren't you going to save something for yourself? Facts. I just yeah. never really had a desire for like ex- like luxury stuff. It, that was never some, like the dream of a person walking and getting a new car and knowing the smell of a new car yeah. never was a desire of mine. Hmm. When all of my friends that I knew was in my circle had the biggest houses, you know, I always had something very small and minute um, because my joy never came from the material part of it. And I tell people all the time, am I rich? Well, I'm rich to me of what's important to me because success to me is really how you can help navigate people to see their own successes. And that's how I have groomed this business to be what it is today. When we started doing the sponsorship game, it all came from Bronner. It all came from Bronner Brothers. That's when the sponsorship came because I met a young lady named Lynn Baines. Uh, We were at Bronner Brothers together. Me and my friend came in a $400 car from D.C. to Bronner. The car broke down an hour before we got to Atlanta, and we had to hitchhike to Atlanta to the show. Some strange man, we just had to get in his car and go to Atlanta At that time, when we got to Atlanta, you know, we had fur coats. We thought we was rich. We thought we was doing it. We we had saw all these black people from all over the world. We thought we had died and went to the black Mecca, okay? Mm. We walked up and down Peachtree like we was in the parade, you know? (laughs) Not for one hour, for hours. Hours, And so I bump into this lady, and um, she asked me what I do. I told her. I asked her what she do. She told me. She said, let's do lunch. We did lunch. And she started talking about sponsorship. I didn't know what that was. And she said, how about if you got sponsorship? I was like, oh, my God, I'd be elated. She says, I'm going to work to get you sponsorship. And I was like, sponsorship? I really didn't even know what it was. Mm. And one day she called me, and she said, I got it. And I said, mm. got what? She said, I got $25,000. Wow. And I was like, huh? Wow. It was the turning point Mm -hmm. of the show because at that point, we then started getting money. Other people started getting money. And at that time, we could do bigger things. We could move out of a a bowling leisure center and move into a mainframe convention center. Yeah, a a premier location that would be suitable for... It really, it's the expansion and the growth of of your business, of the business, and of your business. anything that you do. And really. so yeah. it was, it was, it was groundbreaking mm-hmm. because at that time I had just went to the Black Congressional Caucus mm-hmm. fashion yeah. show, mm-hmm. so I had been putting bids in to get the show, but I never could get that. They would never use me. They would never pick me, and to end up going in the same exact room 
mm-hmm. the, that it take the whole entire black congressional caucus mm-hmm. to produce that show and produce my own show mm-hmm. that's even bigger than their show. I then that was my aha moment. Like, mm-hmm. boy, you're doing it. Right. But I never in a in a million years would have thought the sponsorship of major proportion would come. Because when the Koreans finally came to me to start doing sponsorship, everybody in the community was saying all of these horrible things about the Koreans. So it created such a frenzy in the market because everybody felt that the Koreans was just making money off to the community and not giving anything back to the community. Mm. So the Koreans decided Mm. to come together as a community and said they wanted to do something for the community. Uh And, And from that point, they started then allocating hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. which then turned into millions of dollars that they donated back directly into the community. And it was all funneled through my programs, every single aspect of it. At one point, every single Fortune 500 hair company um, that was making the $150 million to $200 million were my clients mm-hmm. at the same time which is almost unprecedented because it's a competitive market and nobody wants to know what the other person is doing, but they're my clients. And it was so funny because I used to have an inside joke about Koreans that was so funny to me. I said, Lord Jesus, they done been around black people so long, they starting to act just like them. And so, um, and they did. When they came to me, oh, my God, they were so jealous of each other towards me. I mean, no matter how much money that well, – I want you to do my show. Well, I'm doing this show. I want you to do my show. Well, I say, well, y'all can't afford to pay me. But, but here's, here's the thing. When you get inquiries from here, there, and everywhere, and now you've – You've come from a you've come from a space of, man. You know what? I had to hitchhike to Atlanta to get to this position, and now people won't stop ringing the phones. How does that make you feel, knowing that you have had that exponential growth in that particular time frame when you know a lot of it wasn't popular at that particular point? Well, for me, they're black people that will be honored and celebrated for different things. Yes. But I know for a fact that when the legacy is all written, I will be honored for holding companies accountable to putting money back into our community who yes. make money off us. Mm-hmm. And for me, when people say, well, Glenn, what is your next crescendo? Well, I did that with the Korean community, and it was never expected. And I often ask uh, the Koreans quite often – why Why me? Out of all the black people in the world you could use to disseminate this money to the community, why me? And they say, we picked you, Glenn, because we trust you and we have been watching and following you mm-hmm. for years. We know you're going to say and do exactly what you say you're going to do, not even to question. So that's how that relationship started. So I tell people all the time, people say, well, what's the next crescendo? Mm, The next crescendo is probably going to be gas station owners. And that may seem funny, hair and gas station owners. But the way I look at it is that when the Indian community comes to this market and they sell gas 
to mm-hmm. our community. They haven't got to this point yet where they feel that they have to give anything back to the people who buy gas for them every single day. And so until black people are behind that counter that we go and buy gas, that is a progression when people start doing more than just selling stuff to you as a community. Mm-hmm. That's my next crescendo. Because th- these kind of things are historic. And with every single major radio station, because I used to do national radio with the Russ Paul and Olivia Fox Morning Show. Oh, I mentor. used to be I used to be Mr. Fashion Faux Pas. So, oh, that was you? Uh-huh. Oh! <laughs> I promise you, I promise you, and and shout out to Russ Parr, over 25 years, just left radio and doing his own thing. One of a mentor of mine, met him in Philadelphia. Um, He was just absolutely amazing through the process. He's he's one of the reasons why I do morning show now is because of what he did. And I listened every morning and... That was you? Yes. What? So it was so funny because (laughs) everybody, that became a national staple. Yes, it did. In fashion all over the world. Oh, my God. Absolutely. For a long time, too. They'll see me and they'll be like, oh, my God, it's Glenn Jackson. Oh, my God, I look a mess. I was like. Yeah, I told you, they know how to step I was like, girl, where you was when you was, where were you at when you was wearing those shoes and your feet was hanging out? Girl, no. You know you wrong. You know you wrong fashion police you know and it was so it was so funny because everything historic that happens in history Mm -hmm. i can remember through doing that part in radio and so it was funny because if you remember the grammys when tony braxton had wore the dress that just was like little pieces of fabric and everybody was going crazy because they was like she was uh, was naked, and I was like, you know, you wrong, Tony, for walking up to the Grammys with dental floss on, <laughs> you know. And so it was just like, and they was like, oh hell no, Glenn is not gonna set me up, yeah, right? And so uh, they, they uh, they're they're mindful now. They were you- they were very very mindful, <laughs> but I use that as an example because. Uh-huh. Russ Parr at that time, I was doing the fashion faux pas for free. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. even getting paid. Mm-hmm. And it was only two and a half years later, they mm-hmm. started paying me $50 an episode on Radio 1. $50. By the time I buy some donuts in a magazine, That's ain't no gone. money left. In Atlanta, you might not get to the drink. Yeah, so but, <laughs> uh, I mean. there was no money left. But I use that as an example because I went from getting that $50 at Radio 1 to being the highest paid host at Bronner Brothers. Absolutely. Okay. What I can make in a weekend would equate to sponsorship. Exactly. And so to most people, they still think you're rich. Far from it. You know, I've had moments when people have stole from me. I've had moments when... I've taken every single dime, everything I've saved and put into these shows Mm -hmm. to make these shows work and leave with absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. I've had situations where, shit, I'm damn near sleeping in my own car because I can't pay my own bills. See, see, I I, I knew one was going to come across. I knew I knew a cuss was going to come across, but it's real, though. No, I mean, it's it's the truth. And so being people would say, but you always you always so fabulous. Yeah. I'm going to be fabulous even when I'm sh- sleeping on the park bench because yeah. at the end of 
the day, all I got is me. And I'm betting on me. So my investment is on me. So I don't have to be measured by trying to show people what I got and what I ain't don't have mm -hmm. because at the end of the day my reputation speaks for it itself when yeah. you go to google stuff happened i know i've made an impact in people's lives and so because of that just like with bronner it was i would have done this and didn't have to eat for them because when no when no one else saw value yeah. in us they came and they saw a value in me and it enabled us to bring over a hundred people um, from D.C. Yeah. to Atlanta. And I, uh, the, the letter speaks for itself. Tongues are still wagging in Atlanta as you have shut it down for 13,000 people Absolutely. on a fashion event. Absolutely. So here I am. That's 1998. Mm -hmm. So here I am in 2024, mm -hmm. and I'm still here. I'm not going to cry about uh, the situation that when I look in my inner circle yeah. of people that I started with, mm -hmm. they're all deceased. Mm. I'm still here. Yeah, and and I will say this. You you said you were far from wealthy. I, I have to disagree with you on that. Wealth doesn't always mean it from a monetary standpoint. Mm -hmm. You have a wealth of knowledge. Yep. You have a wealth of wisdom. You have a wealth of integrity. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I'm thinking you are wealthy, mm -hmm. and I think that's the best way to think of it. Money doesn't is not always the root of all things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You you can have the wisdom, you can have the knowledge, you can have the strength and the courage. There's a lot of people that are scared mm -hmm. to get into this industry and won't even dip their toe in the water. Mm -hmm. And you went in, you dove in head first, and you was like, look, I'm committed to this industry. I am. That's, and that's where the wealth comes in. I so, am because yeah. I know it's power. You know, I am committed to African-American women. I love them so much. I can't even tell you how much I love black women mm -hmm. because when I was a young child and I was in my younger, younger days, and I would be at home as a toddler, mm -hmm. I used to sit and just admire my mother. Mm. I just thought yeah. she was the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen. And I can remember telling my mom, Mama, you so beautiful. You mm -hmm. so pretty. Mama, you the prettiest mama in the whole room. I just, to me, she was a celebrity to me. Mm -hmm. So it was no big question that later on I would celebrate black women because of the respect I have for my mother. I think there's a devalue on mm -hmm. black women. I think they give them a disservice each and every single day. They try to make them like what they did Michelle Obama, this angry mm -hmm. black woman all the time. But what black women endure mm -hmm. is like no other community. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting that you say celebrate black women because we've got some phenomenal black women in the building right now. And I'm bringing one to the mic. I need her to lean up, just lean up a little bit because uh, the storm is in the building. Storm Absolutely. is rising. And yes. yes, good morning to you, sister. How are you doing? Rising. How are you? Doing well. That's and wonderful. so talk about how you got involved and came across Glenn. 
Well, I met Glenn in 2007. Uh I was in hair school. I went to the Isani Institute. It was a Paul Mitchell school. And I remember him walking in, and I remember everybody looking at him like, who is this man? And he came in and told us that he was doing a show in D.C. Um, My my, uh, school director at the time, her name was Buntricia Bastion. Uh She was also from D.C., so she packed all of us up. And had us go do the Glenn Jackson show. Now, at that time, I had just found out I was pregnant with my first son. So uh-huh. I did the show for Mr. Glenn, and then I opted out. But um, God has a way of bringing things back around full circle because Glenn came back into my life in 2012. And it was so funny. I had um, uh, a friend that was in cutting school barber school and he said this man came in my school and told me to come and model for him at this show but I don't want to go by myself and in my mind I'm like honey I'm I got clients lined up for the weekend I'm not about to stop my whole weekend to go and do a Bronner Brothers show and he was like man just come with me mm-hmm. I dropped everything I was doing Right. We got to the George World Congress Center. Yeah. And there was Glenn Jackson standing there. And I was like, mm-hmm. I know this man. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and to have that full circle moment after everything that you went through, talk about how his guidance has spearheaded you to be better at being better in your craft. Being up under Glenn Jackson's wing has opened my eyes to so many horizons because um, I got into beauty naturally. It's been something that I've been a part of since I was a little girl. And when I decided to go to hair school, my family was not very happy about that. Mm-hmm. They looked at hair as if it wasn't a serious business. So Glenn gave wow. me a different outlook on beauty. He gave me a different outlook on my skill set. He gave me a different outlook on you don't just have to be a stylist behind the chair. There's so much more that you can do with your gift in your hands. And for God to bring that back around full circle for me, I'm very honored. I'm very appreciative. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel special. If anybody knows me, I absolutely love Glenn Jackson. He calls me his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole resume and who I am as a stylist is because of Glenn Jackson. And I can honestly say that. If it wasn't for him, there's no telling where I would be in this industry. And you know what? Now, now that I have the both of you on the mic, now I want to hear from Glenn's, Glenn's side. Talk, talk to me about how Storm Rising has impacted you on a greater level. Storm gets on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I think you, Storm. I think you knew it was coming, didn't you? I'm, I'm just yes. That, that's my, that's my, that's my baby. I, you know, and um, I don't have any kids, but I do have a lot of kids. And if I did, was to have kids, I would pray to God that I would get a daughter like Storm. Oh. Mm. Oh, there's about to be tears at the table. There's about to be tears at the table. Go ahead. She's really everything. You know, she's Mm -hmm. a really everything. I probably would have not done this show if it was not for Chandra and if it was not for my nephew, who clearly, clearly every single day talk so bad about me. My <laughs> nephew used to always say, you ain't going to do nothing but just lay on the couch and just stank up the couch. You are so lazy. And I'm like, 
I done done this my whole damn life. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. But you got to leave this house. I would never leave, you know, because after COVID, my mom mm-hmm. passed, and I ended mm-hmm. up going to Houston. Mm-hmm. And I had a epiphany moment, and I either could continue doing the shows or finally stop when my mom passed and take the responsibility of caring for my brother who was disabled and mentally challenged and had autism. Mm. And it was the hardest job of my life because Mm -hmm. I had never, ever had kids and I'd never taken care of anybody. Hell, I could barely take care of myself. Not doing a show, I could do that perfectly. Mm -hmm. But having to do the life challenges of having kids and juggling with the emotions of kids, I didn't have that to do. But Mm. it instantly changed when I became a caregiver. And so at that point, that's when I became very in a very dark space of depression uh, because I would never leave the house, never, Mm. under no circumstances. Hmm. I probably talked to one person in maybe four years. I lived somewhere where... Everybody who was there, I didn't even know their name. They probably just called me a hermit. And it was really crazy because you would see this person who's on stage all the time in front of all of these people. But when it came to once the lights of the stage went out, mm-hmm. no, sir. Mm-hmm. I, You wouldn't even know. People would see me and they wouldn't even know that I was doing the shows. They would be in rooms and they would hear a radio commercial with the shows I'm doing. They'd be like, you going to that show? I was like, yeah, I'm going to that show too. (laughs) I would never say I'm doing that show ever. So people never really connect the two. People would say, what's your name? I was like, Lamont. And so, um, hey, hey, look, sometimes you got to do that because you just just never know these days. People just crazy and I'm just really weary of people, and so I remember being in a parking lot passing out flyers one night, uh-huh. and the guy said, "Give me a fly." I gave him a fly, and he said, "Glenn Jackson." I said, "Yeah." He said, "I hope you won't work for him." I said, "I just started today, my first day." <laughs> he said, "I I don't like him at all." I say, "For real?" I say, "What he do?" I just don't like him. He just, all he's about is money. I say, really? I say, what make you say that? Man, you be hearing all the radio spots and the TV ads and the Metro buses. I'm here, Now here, I'm the one passing out my own flies, okay? But his perception of me was I was this person with all this money. By the time the conversation ended, he said to me, you got his number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you funny just, how that seems to happen, right? me under the bus, but you still want the man's number. How you going to talk uh-huh. about Metro bus, throw you under the bus, and then ask for the number? And that's what? the number all in the same time. What? And so I, you know, and of course, I've been taken advantage of a lot by people. Mm-hmm. I mean, lots of times, over and over again, because I'm a softie for helping people, mm-hmm. you know? I've, I've, I, I wouldn't say I've fired my whole entire staff, but I would say that there have been moments when my whole entire f- staff mm-hmm. took flight 
Mm-hmm. And that means they evolved onto something else. Exactly. They outgrew me. Right. And so where they no longer saw the value in the work that and the sacrifices that I was making mm-hmm. to provide a platform to them, they could always go somewhere and find something better. They took the choice, and I respected that. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of respect in this in, in this industry, but they have to respect the event that's coming up on this weekend Absolutely. one enchanted evening the untold story going down february 25th yes and that's the big event that's coming up honoring killer mike multiple grammy award winner killer mike i bells mean whistles. yes it, with all the bells and whistles the man of the community always giving back always y- Boy, I can't wait till he come here. I got an intro for that man right there. I'm telling you, you Killer Mike come here. He going to love to come come back and come back and come back, just like you all. But talk about the essence of this one enchanted evening, the untold story. What story are we telling transparently? Let's, t- let's give it to the people. Well, the untold story is historic. At a 77th mm-hmm. anniversary event that this company, which is a legacy brand, yes. Black Beauty Royalty, the Bronner Brothers family are a staple Absolutely. in hair care. Nathaniel and Arthur Bronner, conception of bringing black people together to market, distribute, and promote products mm-hmm. through the Bronner Brothers platform has yes. been historic. And so it in itself is an untold story. Mm-hmm. But there are countless of legacy brands like uh, Jamaican Mango and Lime, which is one of our community partners. Mm-hmm. Um, commitment to Bronner Brothers is a testament. 33, 30 plus one year in the business. We'll mm-hmm. be doing their big press junket uh, tonight at the Black Hair Experience. Awesome. We'll be in the building. Yes. You know, Killer Mike, a staple. That, that sounds the alarm. That yes. You could be 50 years old. And work your whole life in a business and really feel like you never got the national exposure or notoriety that you deserve. Mm-hmm. And one night an epiphany happened and you walk across that stage with three Grammys upsetting all of the youngins exactly. in the business Facts. is historic. So that is untold. You know, people often think the grass is greener on the other side. Everybody right. thinks everything that shine is gold. But everybody has an untold story. Of what they have gone through. And that's why the show is so symbolic uh, this year as we celebrate that amazing family. We will have Seven Sunday, the amazing musical band, mm-hmm. will also be performing live. So our goal is that we leave everybody evolved and better than when they came in. You know, it's interesting. Like, I, I just love how you put that, and that just gets all the excitement going and uh you know when we speak of excitement i also have to now turn to miss storm rising to talk about how excited she (coughs) is about this weekend i mean it's just coming up this this is the weekend where everybody in atlanta and surrounding and all over the world are flying in there they got off the plane jumping around yes and they're ready for this weekend let me just let me just say this i am extremely excited because one thing for certain two things for sure baby what glenn jackson the agency is about to bring they are not ready for i'm excited to see how everybody's going to experience the untold story because we all have stories to tell so to celebrate 77 years of black excellence 
it's how can you not be excited? On top of Killer Mike right. winning his three Grammys, right. on top of the city honoring Usher, like Atlanta is on yeah. fire right now. So oh yeah, everything is aligning at the perfect time. But baby, oh when she says that, you know what time it is. No, she didn't say the baby. Show she Glenn said baby. They ain't ready. <laughs> they not even ready for it. Then they're not even ready. They're not for ready. It. They're not no, ready. No, 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 no. <laughs> Manisha, they, they don't ready. even have the half. No, they, they're not ready. Y'all not, they said y'all not ready for it. They don't have, They don't Which, even have a clue of what's about to go down. But it's going down. But they they have an idea, but they no clue. They have an idea, but they don't have a clue. What mm-hmm. what 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 do you what's the saying? They think they know, but they have no idea. Uh, no mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. No no no, baby. He is about to shut Atlanta down. Okay. Well, he shuts Atlanta down every year. That's why we got to be worried about traffic in this area for the last upteen years over here. So, yeah, but that's what it is. You know, it's it's the love and support that we show to you. It's the level of support. We show up and show out. And now with the age of social media evolving, you see, you're you're gonna have a lot more people here this mm, weekend. Mm. They're gonna have a lot more people this weekend. Let I might see. have to stay away from over here if I'm coming to the studio because y'all know y'all blocks over. Y'all yeah. in walkable distance. Now the advantage is, if 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 I drove, I'd park over here. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Just get on the Save train. Save money. Just get on the Marta. train. Yeah, just get hop on Marta it and get might on the train be, and just come on down. It baby, might be I'm smarter with Marta. So if yes. you're coming from the airport, you got to get downtown and you got to go one stop over to get the Congress Center yes, because in, it is going to be fire. You know, they, yes. they there's banners all over town. I did. It came in as old banners all around the area. So you got to understand that when the city puts banners up on the light posts, and all of that, you got to understand, this is bigger than what you may think it is. So, whatever you got to do, I don't care how you got to do it. You got to take Amtrak and it's a long ride and your feet <laughs> and your legs are cramped and all of that other stuff. You tight in a seat on coach in a, in, in a plane or something. Find a way to get here because you're going to miss the story that will be transparently told because it's an untold story. It's one enchanted evening that you need to be there. So with that said, I got one more question before we go here because we are at the top of the hour. And of course, coming up next is the commercial free zone presented by Eclectic Organics. I need both of you to do this, and I'm going to start with Storm first. I'm going to start okay. with the, the the lady of the room first. Yes, yes. And I'm going to say this, right? Right. So, what advice do you have for people that are coming up in this industry and trying to follow in your footsteps right now? We got a lot of mm. we got a lot of youngins out there that are really trying to get into this industry and don't know where to start and haven't dipped their toe in. What is the best advice you have for them? The advice I would give is keep God first. You can't do anything without God. Um, that's, that's very, very important. And to believe and trust in yourself. We all doubt ourselves a whole lot. Um, trust in yourself. Trust your gut. If you want to do something, just do it. Just go for it. I always tell people when you get to the end of the cliff, you're going to jump or you're just going to sit there. And 
that's one honest thing I can say about Mr. Glenn. He is a risk taker, which he has shown me how to be a risk taker and to make sacrifices. And that this journey is not an easy one. But if you just stay the course, you will get all the victory that is due to you. So that's my advice. Just stay the course, keep God first, and believe in yourself. When a thousand people tell you no, know that it's a yes that comes right behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Glenn? Um, for me, it's always stay humble. We can create all the hype, pump, and circumstances, fanfare, but at the end of the day, we need to know what the goal is we're reaching for. And regardless whether you win, lose, or draw, stay the same. I'm consistent in every facet, whether I'm broke, poor, whether I have a lot, whether I have some or I don't have anything. Uh, it's always the same. Consistency is so the par Absolutely. for me, you know, and be mm -hmm. true to yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sound advice from the both of you. Thank you. And uh, thank you so much for being on once again. Um, and before we give all the social media and all of the other credentials, Yet again, I'm saying, wait, hold on. Let me make sure I'm in the camera saying this because <laughs> she's taking video of this. She got to get them angles. I want to say a big, major thank you to the Holiday Firm, Manisha Holiday, who is also Morris Brown's own, for setting up this interview today, a phenomenal interview at that. Uh, so we appreciate you. Yep, I got to point towards the camera because you know you're going to repost this thing. <laughs> but anyway, with that said, tell everybody where we can find, follow you, connect, and get to this one enchanted evening <clears throat> and get that story told. Let us hear it. First of all, before I give any social media anything, we must thank Manisha. Yes. 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 She has yes. superseded my expectations. She's the best. You know, there is no words to describe what she has brought to the space. Absolutely. I am so honored, full. I, I tell Shandre all the time, I'm usually not even excited about people, but I'm always happy to be around her. And so that yeah, she's, is... She's dope. I'm, I, that, I know that, she's dope. That is yep. a rarity. You can go to the Bronner Brothers Instagram page or you can go to the Bronner Brothers website for tickets and you can click all the way down to Glenn Jackson's One Day Experience or you can go to my... Um, Instagram. I'm now a social media influencer because one of the models set me up yesterday because they caught me sleeping and it went viral and all these people are tagging me like, Mr. Glenn, they done set you up bad. They done talked about me so bad. I mean, it's like... He's, he's at three million views. Three Over 20,000 shares. Yes. Yeah, 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 they set you up big time. They set me up. They they yeah. set, they finally, <laughs> these suckers finally <laughs> caught Mr. Fashion Faux Pas sleeping because usually I never sleep and I have to take responsibility. I have to take it like a man because they caught me sleeping. <laughs> they and caught so, you sleeping and they, they said accountability. They caught you sleeping and, and said so accountability they got, is key. They got me, got me sleeping because I was like, you know, uh, I have worn dye in my hair for eons, you yeah, know. Yeah. And so typically the dye will never stay. So in order for the color when it's time to get pictures, 
I have to keep it its darkest so I it won't look like that. Uh-huh. But on this day, I'm rushing and running. I'm like, just leave it. I'll wash it after the rehearsal. And so I'm sitting there, not knowing these porch muggers <laughs> going to take my picture and post it. So now I'm a meme all <laughs> over the country. I was like, you will not turn me into Miss Netta. I Charles ain't got <laughs> shit to eat over here. Nothing. He ain't got nothing to eat. You know what? So it was like, okay. So it's only downhill from here. Lord have mercy. Good oh, there you good go. Publicity. There you go. Oh. And, and it is what it is. And they no got their laughs off me. Yeah, they got the laughs off me. Yesterday. There you go. Storm, t- tell us where we can find, follow you, and connect. You can find me on IG at underscore Storm Rising, and that's S T O R M Rising, R I Z I N. You can find me on Facebook at Shadre Blake. That's S H A D R E Blake. And you can find me on TikTok as Rising Storm. And in the words of Cookie Wright, baby. Yeah. Oh, it, it, this I, I'm assuming this is how she finishes out every yes, interview. Yes, oh. baby. <laughs> you know what? Y'all make sure y'all go to www.bronnerbros.com and cop that one day. Ticket to One Enchanted Tales. I promise you guys. I promise you. This is an event that you do not want to miss. I, I'm telling you. See, that's why we bring energy to all of this. And that's what I'm talking about to a worldwide host of listeners. I got to tell you, thank you so much to both of you, Glenn, Storm, we for being you. on and as I said once again, thank you to the Holiday Firm, Anisha Holiday, Morris Brown Zone for yes. setting up this phenomenal interview. And she gonna bring more of her clients through because she knows she got a radio home at her her college. Okay, that's what it is. 